Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Happy Productive Podcast. I'm Jennifer Dawn, and this is the place for simple, straightforward solutions for business owners who want to reach their full potential. Today, guys, I'm super excited. We're going to be talking with Dr. Marissa, aka Asian Oprah. She's a media personality, an award-winning CNBC syndicated talk show host and producer, number one best-selling author, inspirational speaker, organizational psychologist, filmmaker, broadcast journalist, life balance coach, retired professor and lounge lizard. That's probably one of my favorites. Tai Chi instructor, and most importantly, a mom. Dr. Marissa, I'm so excited to have you here. Welcome to Happy Productive. Thank you, Jennifer. Happy to be here, literally. <laughs> yes, that's so awesome. Well, look, I was, of course, cyber stalking your website, checking out all the amazing things that you do. And the very first thing that caught my attention was really the headline on your website, we were born to be happy. I believe this with my entire heart, but I would just love for you to speak to this. Like, why, why is that the headline on your website? Because most people have forgotten that. And when you're kids, you know that you're here to play. You're here to enjoy your life. You're here to have great relationships. You're here to do things that you love to do most of the time. Uh, and that is, you know, every child uh, without adult intervention <laughs> is on that path. Uh, and then somewhere around the age of 10, we, no matter what kind of childhood you have, that voice in your head begins to tell you things like, you're not as good looking as, you're not as cute as, you're not as pretty as, you're not as smart as, you're not as good as. And then seven out of 10 of us have people who take that message or begin that message to the nth degree. Seven out of 10 of us, my honorable moniker Asia, uh, and the reason why I'm called Asian Oprah is I was introduced to Oprah, by the way, as the Asian Oprah by Michael <laughs> Bernard Beckwith. So that was an interesting time. She looked at me, looked down, looked back up at me, smiled and said, nice pants. Oh, nice. Everything for me not to say, do you want them? But anyways, <laughs> so she says it's as high as eight out of 10. Psychologists now are saying it's high as 94%. So childhood trauma mm -hmm. is a reality for the majority of us. So mm -hmm. when you have childhood trauma, someone tells you or, or acts to you in a way that says you're not good enough. You're not beautiful. You're not, um, you're not smart. You're not worthy. You're not special. And uh, I was one of those. I was told I was fat, ugly, and clumsy. And mm -hmm. so I took that, those words and then made it even worse by collecting all the insults and criticisms that I've, that I had, uh, after that. Mm -hmm. So I'm not alone. Seven out of 10 of us, if we take the low number, the majority of us walking around the planet have that message that keeps us from being happy because you cannot be happy and worried and cannot be happy and hate yourself. You cannot be happy and loathe yourself. You cannot be happy and have low self-esteem at the same time. Impossible is one or the other. So many of us just from that upbringing are in that I'm not happy. Mm -hmm. Now, then you have the other, even if you have had a healthy 
past or uh, no trauma in your childhood, and you've bought into the American dream or the Cinderella story or Jerry Maguire, you begin to think that happiness depends on finding the other one to complete you or finding someone who's going to ride off with you into the sunset or that you're going to get the happiness from going to a good school, getting a good job, getting a good uh, career and promotion, having a great uh, partner and having 2.2 kids and having a nice house and having a nice car and uh, having enough toys to uh your that your relatives will squabble over when you die or go on vacation six weeks a year that is supposed to be happiness making Mm -hmm. and uh you know really sadly uh kate spade and anthony bourdain prove that that is not the case you can have all of those things and still be tremendously unhappy on top of that uh if you are a high achiever Uh, which you all are that are listening because nobody pointed a gun to your head to listen to this. So you're trying to improve by listening to this podcast. So I, I busted you. Uh, If you're an overachiever, if you are a perfectionist, if you are and you, what 98% of entrepreneurs are perfectionists. Okay. Mm -hmm. We all have that uh, internal critic that tells us you shouldn't have said that you shouldn't have done that. So if you're one of those that will guarantee you unhappiness, because perfectionism is a dis-ease, a disease, a dis-ease with life. And when you are dis-eased with life, you are not happy. So I just gave you now pretty much most of the population. This was hashtag BC19, the time before COVID. Yeah. So hello. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Now that we've had COVID, we yeah. have even less happy people. Yeah. So, so all of this said proves that most of us have forgotten that we have a birthright to happiness, that it is our lot in life to live as if it's heaven on earth. Now, religion has also done a number. Well, it doesn't matter how happy you are here. You're, you're not supposed to be happy here. Your eternal life is where your happiness is. And so you just suffer through life, which is another BS belief yes. system. Total BS. That keeps us unhappy. So, yeah. so now that I have depressed every single person listening, <laughs> <laughs> there is good news. There yes. is good news. We have the most powerful tool called ch, not a C word. It's a ch word. Mm -hmm. It's called choice. Mm -hmm. And as simple as that sounds, it is simple. It's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy, but it is simple. You have to plug your phone in in another room so that you're not tempted to pick it up in the morning first thing when you wake up and begin that little motion that we never had right before this generation right <laughs> right right never had scrolling we never had strong thumbs i call this a strong thumb 
generation or the punctuation generation. Never so many hashtags and at signs. So the choice to take responsibility for your own happiness is the key to claiming your birthright. Mm-hmm. And no one else can do that for you, but you, boo. That's right. I agree completely. And it's so true that nobody else can do this and nothing external is going to do this. You might have momentary or temporary happiness when you get that house, that car, that job, that person. But anybody who's been in a long-term relationship knows to make it work, it's always going to be work. You know, the new house, the new car, they wear off, they get old. And all those external things are not really what brings us true happiness. And it is a choice. I've had people throughout my life say, Jennifer, you know, why are you so happy? Because I choose to be. It's not that I've had a perfect life, far from it. I came from very severe childhood abuse, sexual abuse, trauma, all of that. But you overcome because you make the choice that you're going to overcome. You make the choice that you're going to learn from it. You make the choice that you're going to use what happened to you to help others. It is always a choice. And I I truly believe this in my heart that if you're not happy, it's because you've, you've made, you've made a choice not to be happy. And if you flip that and start to make the choice, things will change for you. You will be able to experience more happiness. Yeah. But that, you know, that is an, un, it, it is, it is a, it's a discipline. Mm, yes. You cannot. And I stole that. I have to give credit to my big brother, Michael Bernard Beckwith. I stole that yeah. from him, but you have to stop blaming other people for your unhappiness. Right. And that is easier said than done because it's a habit to that's why I wrote the book. I didn't write the book as a psychologist telling you how to be happy. I wrote the book as one of the seven out of 10 of us who are convinced that no matter how much we achieve, no matter how much we do, we're never going to be good enough because Mm -hmm. we carry around that past pain like a badge and the emotional baggage is oversized and Mm -hmm. it's time to let that go. Now it's also true that you cannot just let it go. You really do have to process through what, yep. so that you're, you, it's not what happened to you. Yep. It's what happened for you. Mm-hmm. And when you make that decision to begin really researching and understanding how that past pain chiseled you into the glorious, magnificent, one of a kind, wonderful person that you are now, that mm-hmm. you have unique gifts, talents, and abilities because of what happened to you, then -hmm. you will always stay in the shame and the blame and the pain. Ooh, I don't think I've said that before. I gotta write that down. (laughs) The shame and the blame and the pain, pain. that song, that that's the unhappy song. Ooh, write that down. The unhappy song is shame, blame, and pain. pain. Absolutely. I love that so much. And the book that Marissa is speaking of is eight ways to happiness from wherever you are. And I love this so much because I've often had, yeah, there we go. (laughs) Oh, I'm blurred. I got to, I'm blurred. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. Say say what you were going to say. I often had people say to me, 
Oh, there it is. Beautiful. Eight ways to happiness from wherever you are. And I've had people say, oh, well, Jennifer, you're just wired for happiness. It's just the way that you are. You know, I'm not wired that way. And so when people say this, like, I'm just not wired for happiness, what do you have, what, what do you have to say to that? I would say you are wired for happiness. You just forgot how to access your buttons. Mm -hmm. You're letting other people push your buttons. You're letting other people uh, decide what wire goes to what wire, what socket, what goes to what wire. And you've abdicated your choice to do that. And, and I don't, you know, it's, I'm not going to beat you up for it. But when you are ready, if when you're tired of being tired, if you're really tired of the same old, same old, same old, and you're ready to say, you know what? I'm not, I don't get a do-over in this thing called life unless I'm Shirley McLean, and I'm not. And I don't want to lose one more year of, of the, the, the same old, same old, right? right? right. Up in the morning, alarm, snooze, alarm, snooze, alarm, snooze. Now I'm late running around, getting people dressed in their stuff, in their homework, in their shoes, sit in traffic, get to work, uh, listen to arguments, go to meetings, get interrupted, avoid people that you don't like by ducking in the bathroom you know, finish work, don't finish everything on your to-do list, move it till tomorrow, get mad at people, sit in the car, traffic, get home, try to get people fed, sit in front of bad TV, can't move, fall asleep on the couch, not a good night's sleep, forget to floss, the alarm goes off mm-hmm. and we do it again. And no wonder you go, is it Halloween already? Yes, that's one more year. And people can live an entire decade in the same old, same old. And, and it, you know, hashtag BC 19, what people say all the time now, Oh, I can't wait to get back to normal. And I say, Whoa, Whoa. Right. You don't remember what normal was like. You don't remember how exhausted and how not in tune with your relationships you were, how not in tune with your own, who are you and what do you want? I I don't have uh, an answering machine. I have a questioning machine. And when you call me, it says, who are you and what do you want? Because I (laughs) want you to ask that question all the time. And the hashtag COVID silver lining, Mm -hmm. we get to ask that question and go, holy camoles. who's this person I'm living with? <laughs> right. Yeah. What, what, what's, what's wrong with my kid or what's right with my kid or mm-hmm. what's right with my partner or what's right about hugging and what's right about not traveling two hours to get to a job that I hate and right. what's wrong or right with, you know, the, the, the whole sentiment of just tell me what to do. Give me a paycheck. I live for my weekends your weekends are two out of forking seven days. Really? That's what you want to go back to. So, you know, I, I, I just came out with my first film 
hashtag COVID silver lining. I finally had <laughs> time. I was actually inspired by uh, Amanda Gorman's speech and it's called <laughs> the new PPP post pandemic possibilities. It's free on my YouTube, free subscribe there, watch it because it asks you, what do you want to do different? Mm-hmm. I love what that you, so much. What, what is possible now that we've had a pattern interrupt? You can mm-hmm. go back and do dog eat dog and mm-hmm. rat race mm-hmm. and, you know, forcing kids to pick majors when they're still a minor in life. Mm-hmm. Or I can say, you know what? Let's look at what kind of alternative education systems there are. Let's look at what kind of alternative work processes there are mm-hmm. massive amounts of people saying i'm i'm not going back massive right. amounts right. And, and it's like yay yeah <laughs> <laughs> my corporate clients are not happy with me for saying right. that but right i know but it, you know really truly truly what is life life is your birthright to happiness life is a mm-hmm. joy ride when was the last time you tasted what you were eating right that's absolutely. the deliciousness of life yeah so, absolutely so there's, there's so much good there's so much good news there's so much to be happy about there's so much to be grateful for one of my tools um i know you're going to ask me so i'll just jump in <laughs> As you can tell, I'm very shy. I have nothing to say. Right. I just spoke for the, the STEAM symposium and I was the closing keynote speaker. And it was so funny because they said, you know, um, I said, how much time I have? And they said, 45 minutes. And I'm like, oh, and they go, oh, we can do question and answer if you don't want to speak that long. And it's like, no, 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 no. you don't understand. <laughs> I'm a motivational a speaker. I can go two days, two hours uh-huh. all right, with nonstop. And so it was funny. They asked me, okay, well, what time do you want to be notified that you're almost done? And I said, five minutes is good. Cause they were offering like halfway through 10 minutes. And I said, no, yeah. I'm like a squirrel. I get really distracted five minutes. I spoke until I didn't even see the five minute warning. I spoke all the way up to 43 minutes before I said, <laughs> how much time do I have? so so anyways jumping into what you were saying um uh that you uh that you you were asking for some practical tools so so here's the most practical tool i can give you when you wake up in the morning and you do not reach for your device because it is plugged in another room and you're just Mm going to have to deal with it because you're going to be doing this instead so when you wake up in the morning you sit up in bed without looking at your phone and you just breathe. You watch your breathing go in and out, in through the nose. Do it with me right now and out through the mouth. In through the nose. Love it. Out through the mouth. Soft shoulders, soft elbows, soft knees. One more time, in through the nose. And releasing all the stories in the drum. The three breaths, that's it right? You can keep going, set the timer for two minutes, then eight specific things that you're grateful for. Now, Mm. normally, uh, Dr. Wayne Dyer says five, I'm an overachiever and uh, eight's a lucky number in Chinese. Okay. This is a podcast where you can actually see who you're, who's talking. So, Mm -hmm. um, so as you can see, I'm not Swedish. I know you thought I was Swedish. I'm Chinese and eight (laughs) is a lucky number in Chinese. It's a homonym for good fortune. So that's why I use eight. So you do eight specific things that you're grateful for. Cannot say friends and family too general. So, uh, this morning I woke up 
I'm so grateful. This is my daughter's favorite weather. It's raining. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm grateful for that delicious taste of coffee first thing in the morning. I'm, I'm grateful for the incredible feeling right. of the sheets. My sheets and comforts is three. I'm grateful that my new top arrived in the mail. I'm grateful for um, the fact that I have a client. We're going to have a dinner tonight uh, um, at my favorite sushi place. Uh, as you can tell, I'm all about the deliciousness of life. Number six, yes. I'm grateful that I, w- I was knew I was going to splatter more hope and happiness on another podcast today. Number seven, I'm grateful that I actually just got um, hired to be a, a spokesperson for my uh, New York news agency that I do beat reporting for. So there's eight right there very yeah. quickly. That's what you do first thing in the morning. It's a discipline. You have to do this. You cannot, you right. know, ah, I don't feel like it. You just, you know, gospel according to Nike, just do it. Just if do you it. Do this for 31, uh, 28, 21 minimum, right. 31 maximum. You will make you, your life will be completely different, but not because of the gratitude. Here's what entrepreneurs do not do very well. Mm-hmm. The last thing you do at night, instead of, oh, I didn't do this. Oh, I didn't do that. And how dare they insult me? And when is that project going to come through? And when are we going to get funded for that? Instead of thinking about all those things right before you go to bed, no wonder you can't sleep. So the last thing you do at night is eight things you specifically appreciate about yourself. Oh, that's a good one. Oh, I love that. Yes. That's the bottom of the bun. And you can start this. If you have kids, start them age four, five, six, you can start them in the car. So on the way to school, three gratitudes and three appreciations. What do you appreciate? Mom, sister, and yourself, yourself. Mm -hmm. So you get that habit. And then before you go to sleep, you think, oh, I did finish this. I did do that. And wasn't I nice about this? And didn't I do this great for this person? And aren't I creative? And aren't I um, a, a fun-loving person? Aren't I adventurous? And aren't I energetic? And aren't I sometimes lazy? But most of the time, I'm a hard worker. So mm-hmm. you begin to make it a habit to approve of yourself. There's another ticket, 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 drop the mic. How the fork do you expect people to approve of you when you cannot approve of yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Hello. That's powerful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hello. Yeah. So there's an African-American saying I love when there is no enemy within mm-hmm. no one outside can hurt you. Oh, that's a good one. I love that. So you have to do that. That's the muscle. If you can't love yourself 88% of the time, I'm not talking about, I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm all hot shiitake, not that right, kind right. of love We're not talking about ego, right? No, we're talking about true and doing this because we can't hug a lot now, but learning how to do this during COVID has made mm-hmm. such a difference in self-care. You can mm-hmm. hug yourself. That way you're not running around with antenna up going, who approves of me? Who likes me? Who's commenting positive? How many do in the all of that bullshit that does not fill the inside out happiness job that it is. Right. Oh, I love this so much. And you know, guys, you can't be truly grateful and miserable at the same time. It just doesn't work. You have to feel one or the other. Like you're either going to feel gratitude or you're going to feel these other emotions. And so 
I love that you're starting the day with gratitude. What a beautiful practice. But at the end of the day, loving and appreciating yourself. That's a good one. I've not heard of that one. And that I'm going to keep. I'm going to take that one and start doing it right away. Because, you know, it's so funny. The other day I was listening to a podcast interview with a couple of very, very successful, well-known people. And it was a fantastic interview. But they were both talking about how much they don't like themselves. And I've often, obviously, in my work with clients, um, my husband, like people close to me have, have spoken so often about just like how much they don't like themselves and how hard they are on themselves. And I remember actually saying to my husband, like, is there something wrong with me? Because I actually like who I am. Like, I like my company. I'm happy to be alone. Like, I congratulate myself. I'm not perfect. It's not about ego or anything like that. But I genuinely like the person I am I've screwed up I even was saying to my husband I'm like geez if I want to be more successful should I hate myself more but I'm like no I'm sorry I can't do that and that's not a road I'm going to go down that's but negative like, motivation exactly mm-hmm. but it's so rare that we hear people actually say yeah I like who I am mm-hmm. like, you know absolutely and- in Should Africa, we ourselves? Shouldn't we love who we are? I absolutely. mean, we're unique. There's nobody else like us. Like, that's right. Why would we do anything other than well, love and well, appreciate ourselves? Because of what I, I said before, the majority of us did not grow up that way. Yeah. We were from get go told how we are not good enough. And so yeah. it's a habit. And Americans have glorified this self um, flagellation and self, uh, sacrifice, you know, working 80 hours a week to, you know, please your superior, like all of that is built into our system. So it's perfectly natural to, I, every time I speak, uh, to a group of entrepreneurs, I say, how many of you ha- uh, say I am my own worst critic? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, nobody's harder on me than I am. Yeah. Uh, if I get a 99 it, uh, compliments and one insult, my mind goes to the insult. And so mm-hmm. I get a hundred percent people raise their hands and I say, there's only two words I have for you. Stop it. <laughs> really stop it. It serves no useful purpose yeah. whatsoever. It yeah, really but- and truly doesn't. But I, yeah. I do believe it is like a discipline. I've had plenty of people tear me down, plenty of really bad trauma in my earlier years, but I, it goes right back to the choice, right? Yes. Always made the choice that yes, this hurts. It's okay, but I'm going to learn how to feel it. Yes. I had damage and limiting beliefs, but I made the choice to heal it. Yeah. And you know, it, it really does come back down to your choice of how you want to live because mm-hmm. bottom line is we're all going to die. We're all going to die. You're not living forever. This is it. And every day is precious. You might not wake up tomorrow. And Mm -hmm. I just look at it as like, you know, why would you want to go day after day in misery when Mm -hmm. hell, if you want to rely on science, science proves now happy minds achieve more. (laughs) Yeah. More success, right? Science is a bad, yes. Science is a bad word lately. So, so I, we don't even, we don't want to go there, but you know, but I do have an exercise for those of you who can't go into gratitude immediately. It's called the 21 day fast from complaining because Mm. like feeling bad about yourself, complaining is the external dis-ease with life. Mm -hmm. So you know, you just complain about everything. So if you go to my website, drmarissa.life and you register, you put $21 down for my nonprofit. 
And if you manage 21 days without complaining, I will double your money. So oh. it's a very easy, it's a little competitive, but it's, you know, it's I, I, the warning. There's a warning label on this fast. If you go on this fast, you may experience more laughter, more joy, <laughs> more wonder, more great timing and better sex. I actually have had people say that their relationships absolutely took off in a positive way when they instituted the 21 day fast from complaining. Oh, I love this so much. And if anything, it's also just that awareness. Sometimes I think we don't even realize we're just in such a habit and a routine of how much complaining we're actually doing. But I love that that would bring instant awareness to how often a day my, my energy, my time, my focus is going towards complaining. Yep. I love it. Oh, so good. All right. Share with us one more time. I could sit here and I could talk with you all day. I love, (laughs) love, love these topics. So fantastic. Just really quickly share really quickly, like where everybody can find you again, your website and your book. That'd be so great. Sure. Absolutely. Um, DrMarissa.life houses my nonprofit called eight ways to happiness. And that is for kids, teens, and young adults who have temporarily forgotten their birthright to happiness. So if you shop on Amazon and put in smile Amazon and put in eight ways to happiness, you'll be helping out my nonprofit by going to my shop and picking up the book, the audio book, eight ways to happiness from wherever you are, or the signed copy or the balanced Tai Chi Gong DVD or the children's book, mommy, what are feelings? You'll also be helping the nonprofit and the film, the film's free. It's on YouTube, Dr. Marissa, you will get an alert every morning at eight o'clock when I have my show, it's called take my advice. I'm not using it. Get balanced with Dr. Marissa. And I have great guests from, uh, um, oh gosh, you're, you're, I'm trying to think of your group. Uh, I just had Bob Proctor on, uh, mm-hmm. Neil Donald Walsh, Lisa Nichols, um, Bernie Dorman's, but not so lots of different entrepreneurs. So you can, you can get that on my YouTube on social media. I'm doc balance Mm -hmm. on Instagram, Dr. Marissa everywhere else. So that's how, you know, to stay in touch, you get a free happy tip sheet. If you sign up on uh, drmarissa.life and uh, thank you for the opportunity to splatter more hope and happiness on your audience. I love that. I'm sure everybody listening is going to absolutely love getting splattered with some happiness and some hope. Thank you so much for being here today. You guys will also put the link um, to Dr. Marissa and her book and her website in the show notes. And if you would like, you know, if you would like more information, you can, of course, always visit jenniferjohncoaching.com. Thank you, everybody, so much today for listening. Now get out there and have a happy, productive day. Peace in, peace Thank out, you. world. Peace through. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye. I hope you found today's episode of the Happy Productive Podcast inspiring. Every successful business is formed by a set of small, consistent, and attainable steps. Visit us at jenniferdawncoaching.com to take your next step and learn how to meet your business goals. On the website, you'll find free resources along with the links to the life-changing coaching programs that have transformed the personal lives of so many of Jennifer's clients. Many of them started their journey by listening to this podcast. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for our next episode. This 
the She Leads Podcast Network.